The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Unlock the power of your dreams. Welcome to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. Welcome to the Ask Dr. Dream Show, where you uncover the truth of your dreams and reveal the beauty of who you are. I'm your host, Kelly Sullivan Walden, aka Dr. Dream, and I'm grateful to be here with you on Unity Online Radio and as well as Facebook Live. I'm so excited. This is still new for me to be able to do both platforms at the same time and also bringing in Zoom. So Wow. Talk about multitasking. Um, The number to call if you have a question about your dreams, it's going to be all about you and your dreams, by the way, today. So you're my guest. If you have a question and you want to talk to me voice to voice, the number to call is 816-251-3555. Again, 816-251-3555. Or you can also join me on Facebook Live. So if you're listening from Unity Online Radio, go over to facebook.com forward slash Kelly Sullivan Walden dreams. That's my um, professional page that um, we're streaming from. So you can also, I'll be checking from time to time to see if there's any questions about dreams, but my favorite way is to actually talk to you. So um, if you, if you want to call in 816-251-3555. So in the meantime, I always start the show with a little centering. So let's do that now. Um, Let me just invite you to turn within for a moment. And if you can just close your eyes or um, try not to operate heavy machinery during this. So we're just turning within to that still place, Letting go of any drama, any of the swirl of activities, any of the upsets that we've been connected to, anything that is like the drama go round. Let's just let it go around. Let's let it, let's just hop off the drama go round and let it go by. We're just coming out of Dia de los Muertos or Dias de los Muertos. So I know many of you have been honoring and celebrating your beloveds on the other side. And although it's a celebration, it may feel, I know my heart feels kind of, kind of intense, kind of heavy, full of remembering, full of, full of connecting with the ones whose bodies aren't here. So it's kind of an intense time. Oh yeah. And there was Halloween too, but usually that's just a sugar rush and silliness with costumes and all that. But Dia de los Muertos is much more kind of heartfelt and profound. So if you're feeling any of that, just be aware of it and breathe in some light around your heart. 
just imagine a big, beautiful bubble of light surrounding your whole body. I like to think of this dream that I had years ago where I was scared of this alien that was coming toward me. And I suddenly had 50 feet of fleece around me. It was like this long, long fleece blanket. It was like a protection, but it was a blanket. So it was, it was soft and comforting. It wasn't like a shield of armor where I was having to keep pushing anybody out in a really tough way that hurt me. It was just 50 feet of fleece. So I could use that right now. And I invite you to borrow some of my 50 feet of fleece that came to me from a dream. I feel like that's the beauty of dreams. We can borrow some of those symbols and wrap ourselves up in them, even in our waking lives. So this is kind of a strange prayer, but I just want to say thank you to you for listening and or watching. And thank you for the beautiful souls at Unity Online Radio, Louis Pagan and Jeff and Diane Ray and among many others. And just a shout out to Nancy T, who is often my co-host. If you're a friend of hers on Facebook, send her some love today. One of her most beloved, cherished um, friends passed away last night, or she found out about it last night and um, send her some hearts, send her some love, send her some hugs. It's um, one of those times. So with all that, I just say thank you for joining. And today is your day because we get to talk about you and your dreams. And so it is. Amen. A woman. May these dreams help us be more, more lucid in our earth walk and more powerful and May they help to heal our hearts in the most tender places. And so it is. Amen. (laughs) That's my strange prayer today. Okay. So normally Nancy reads the luminous humanness quote for the day comes from this book. It's out right now. And it's also available as an ebook, by the way, if you're not, I'm, I actually, honestly, I'm much more of a ebook girl these days, but some books I think are you know, it's good to have the hard copy. Okay. So this is November. What is today? It's the third. This is the sacred squish in Navajo folklore. There's a storyteller who is a big, beautiful grandmother with tiny babies all over her body in the folds of her breasts and arms in the crook of her neck on her head and on her belly. The storyteller has a safe place for all of us to find comfort to nurture our self-expression and be heard and loved. The sacred storyteller also reframes our tales from ones that disempower us into the most empowering version they can be. Affirmation, I am a sacred storyteller who turns my personal narrative into an epic tale that demonstrates how powerful I truly am. I'm going to repeat that affirmation. I am a sacred storyteller who turns my personal narrative into an epic tale that demonstrates how powerful I truly am. Okay, that's one of my favorite quotes from that book because I feel like it's the essence of so much of what I do with dream work. And um, what I encourage people to do is to not just take the dream lying down, don't just take a nightmare at face value, but to alchemize it and work with it and, and know that an unpleasant dream is 
an unfinished dream. So you as the director of the dream have the powerful, powerful power. Wow. That was kind of bad writing. (laughs) You have the power to finish it in the way that would have you feel the most exalted and it, the dream ain't over until you get there. Okay. So without further ado, let's call on some people that have called in. Oh my stars. Okay. The first one that I see is Mahatma. Oh my God. Are you kidding me? Is this Mahatma Jeeves? Yes, it is. Hello, (laughs) Kelly. I'm so excited. Mahatma Jeeves. Okay. So for anybody who doesn't know who this amazing being is, I've been having wonderful Facebook interactions with with him for years and i and this is such a treat to actually hear your voice mahatma jeeves how are you and what are you dreaming about what's on your heart well it's it's a treat to talk to you kelly i really appreciate all of your wonderful (laughs) advice and wisdom um i wanted to discuss a dream i had very recently and i think i wrote something to you about it it has to do with crocuses no, oh my God! I'm so, sometimes I'm on Facebook and sometimes I'm not. So forgive me for the ones that I miss. But so just tell it. Start from scratch. Okie doke. Um, here's the story. A little background is that a few years ago, the price of saffron went up, and there's little paper packages in a Spice Islands um, little glass jar. Little yeah. teeny bit of it went up from seven dollars to fourteen dollars. Whoa! And so I'm a cheapskate. I started thinking. <laughs> Well, how much do they charge for these crocuses that make this saffron? Because it's the little uh, stamens that you clip off when they mature inside of a little purple flower. There's these yellow and orange and red stamens that you clip off one by one and put them in a little jar. But it turns out if you buy a dozen of these uh, crocus corns, they call them, and put them in the ground and care for them for a while, every October they will produce a crop. So if you buy a dozen of these corns, then you'll get about enough to fill up that little paper envelope, and that's about what it costs. So you'll break even after the first year, and then after that, every year they should double. Oh, my well, God. So this yeah, happened in waking life. And then you have to replant them. You know, as you fill up your little area, I took an old stainless steel sink, and as they get too crowded, I'm going to have to take half of them out this year when we get all done and put them in another area. Wow. But, the bottom line is, um, <laughs> it's amazing. The, the first year I got a nice crop, but the second year, it for some reason, it didn't come up in October. Mm. And I was thinking, well, are these dead now? And then this year, they looked dead all year, like I saw no green sprouts coming up, because they don't usually do that until October. And then mm. October was mostly done with, and it still looked all dead. And I thought, well, have I just not watered them enough, or did I do something wrong, and they're all dead? And I had a dream about this, where these dead corns turned into living ones, and these little green shoots were popping up. And I could actually see the green shoots, you know, coming up as they came up. And so I went outside, because the day before, before this dream, I had gone out mm. there and everything looked like all the, all the dead parts from the last year. You know, mm. like the things that had been green or all white. And yeah. I went out there, and there were about a hundred of these little little green things popping up. What? And it made me think, and this might have some some value for Nancy, it made me feel like this this represents resurrection, the resurrection of the dead. Wow. And uh, I have very weak faith about the afterlife. 
but it gave me a little more faith than I had had before that this is something that's really it's it's an important symbol and it, it somebody is trying to tell me something by giving me this dream. Oh, but do you have my. any thoughts about that? Well, I just want to affirm everything that you just said. I think your interpretation is right on and it just so touches my heart and and I couldn't the timing couldn't be more perfect with this is kind of the the time of year when we when we pay homage to to those energies and those people that are on the other side and the idea that there could be this resurrection it's it's a it's a beautiful beautiful sentiment and I love that that the dream had a real life component. It wasn't just a wish fulfillment dream. I mean, it was a true, it was a true wish it fulfillment. It came true. And I, I, I don't trust my dreams to always come true, of course, but it was just a wonderful illustration of the fact that sometimes our dreams do come true. Sometimes they do. And it's so good. I mean, you could have just given up like five minutes before the miracle, five minutes mm-hmm. before the miracle grows, so to speak, and just like kind of ditched the whole project and maybe tossed it out. But you didn't, you stuck with it and your dreams showed you that there's, there's revival and what a, it's so powerful. It's like nothing truly dies. It just changes and sometimes just needs to take its time. So, Mm -hmm. oh, that is so powerful. I don't know that I can add anything to it. It just feels just like it's all right there. It's so rich. And I just. Thanks so much uh, for allowing me to come on and, and share my little story. Oh, so let me just ask you this. If you were going to like, you know, you just kind of mentioned that it's the real life component, the waking life component, where you will have a new opinion of the afterlife or faith in the afterlife. I always like to ask what, what is the takeaway? What will you do with this dream and this, this full circle? Like, is there anything else? I think else I'm going to be you'll... more certain that dreams mean something real, yeah. something really important. And I'm also going to believe more in resurrection <laughs> in oh general, God. resurrection in general. It is such a powerful story. And I think you should, this is even one of those stories that Chicken Soup for the Soul would love. I recommend you writing it up. You're such a wonderful writer. Share it with the Chicken Soup for the Soul folks um, for their so next sure. dream book. It's really inspiring. It's inspiring. Well, yeah. I, I, some other time I'll call in and tell you about a nightmare I remember from being a child because that's... Oh. The, the the dream that stuck with me the longest. Well, if you want to hang in there, let's get through some of these other callers. If you have time, I'll put you on hold and then get back to you. If you're oh, I'd love to you... hear the other callers. Yeah, I'll okay. stay here. Okay, so hang on, Mahatma Mahatma Jeeves. Okay, we've got Denise. Oh my goodness, Denise! On the first half of the show, here you are with me. I'm so excited. Are you there? Yes. What a blessing. Yay, what a, what a blessing. Wow. And you don't have to talk too fast. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe you're just right, you're right, talk you're the right. way you want to talk. Okay. And that's the way I talk. But let me see. I got two. I don't know which one to pick. Okay. I had a dream that a girlfriend of mine, that was a friend of mine, and I talked about her before, and she didn't come to my father's funeral, and she didn't come to my sister's funeral, so I cut her off. And we're not friends anymore. We had been friends since like the fifth grade. Anyway, I'm just saying that to say the backdrop of her. Yeah. Um, anyway, so had a dream. And I, you know, rumor had it that a couple of years ago she got married again for the second time. 
But the first time she was married, I don't know if this is important. This was a bad guy, abusive guy, physically, mentally, blah, blah, blah. Anyway. The first one, the second one. I I walked. Huh? The first guy or the second guy was the abusive one. No, the second guy is a better guy. The first guy was a bad guy. Okay. Bad guy. Okay. Um, Anyway, so in the dream, I'm just giving you that backdrop. In the dream, I ran into her. Okay. And I said, oh, my God, I understand you got married again. And she was like, yeah. And um, I said, let me see. You know, she asked, let me see the ring. I don't know why. It's just a dream. And she showed me the ring. And it was nice. It was nice. It wasn't like, oh, my God, look <laughs> at that diamond. Oh, my God. How much did he buy? You know, but it was a nice ring. The kind of person okay. she is, I would expect something a little bit more elaborate. Anyway, and then I asked her, so what happened to, you know, we're going to say Bob. What happened to Bob? Did he, he, I know he got married again. And is he, you know, and she was like, I, you know, I don't know. I don't really, I don't really care. And I, I don't know why I asked about the other man, but I did. And um, that was basically it. I think her, her new husband kind of walked up at that point and kind of like hugged her or they embraced or he acknowledged that that was his wife or there was some kind of relationship. I don't think he said anything, but, um, mm. I, I don't know. I, I, this is, this is, this is, this is one I can't quite figure out, but, um, I would guess the most important part about the dream was maybe the ring. And, and like I said, this, this young lady is somebody would have like a diamond on. It was a nice ring, Callie, but it wasn't nothing. You were like, Oh my God, where did you get that oh, oh, girl? That ring? It wasn't like that. So I don't know what that dream means. That's why you're the expert. Ah, well, I think we're all experts in in whether we know it or not. And I'm just here to shine some light so that your inner expert can can take center stage. And I think you're pretty darn tapped in, Denise. Um, So I think just for fun, just for drill, because we're going to be talking about a lot of dreams today, I'm going to, I'm just going to out loud, you've already heard me talk about the jet set formula, but I'm going to say it just for everybody else so that we can just kind of quickly go through the jet set. Um, So I, for those of you who are unfamiliar with the jet set formula, it's just my quick dream interpretation formula, a way to be able to quickly get to the heart of, of the dream. So you can do this on your own, or you can do this out loud when you're sharing a dream with a friend so that it's not just, I don't know what that means. Oh, it doesn't mean anything. So the J is for just the facts. By the way, jet set kind of symbolizes in and of itself that you're going places. Your dreams are always helping you to to fly, to to go to unknown territories within yourself and to explore. So it's kind of a fun image. And you are, if you're a dream rememberer, then you're among the jet set. Okay, the J is for just the facts. And Denise just did that beautifully. And so did Mahatma Jeeves. Okay, so the E is for the emotion, the feeling that you got in the dream. The T is for the title. If it were a movie, what's the title and or subtitle? And the S is for the standout symbols and what they mean to you. The second E is the big one. Wait for it. Here it comes. It's enlighten. How is your dream trying to enlighten you? In other words, it's believed by many of the people that I've studied with that it's All of our dreams come to us in the service of our health, healing, and wholeness. In other words, in a word, enlightenment. They're always trying to nudge us in that direction of our greater awakening. So that's the the second E. And then the T is for take it to the streets. What's the tangible thing that you'll do with that remembered dream in your waking life? So Denise, you've already answered a lot of these questions. You said 
that um, but you didn't really say what the energy was. What did it feel like for you to be in this dream and connection with this old um, friend, kind of frenemy sort of? Right. I, I find it interesting that I no longer, you know, talk to her or whatever. But in the dream, I was quite frankly happy. But I knew the history of the first man and the abusiveness, um, just the abusiveness. So when I saw her, Mm. I had already heard it, and I said, I, said, I, heard, I heard you got married. She said, yeah, I did, and she stuck out her hand. So I, I find it interesting that I um, call myself not too happy about what she did, but in the dream, that wasn't, it just wasn't important. It didn't say, I wasn't like, how come you, you know, you never did come to my father's shit. It wasn't about my father. It was about her getting married again and finding somebody decent as opposed to the first man, quite frankly. And, and tell me really quickly. So we're going to the symbol part of this. Um, the, if, if I was an alien, what would a ring, what's the nature of a ring? It's circular. It's it's a circle. It, it, um, it's, it's, what's what infinite? It's a circle. It, it, um, it it represents love, affection. I can go on and on because the ring in a marriage symbolizes a connection, a union, Union. That's the right word. Union. Oh my God. Okay. Um, So by the way, I, if I didn't mention this before, and I don't think I did, I would love to open up on this show since we have more time to talk about dreams. If anybody, like I'm going to give Denise my perspective, if it were my dream, but you might hear something else. And in a dream circle, if we were sitting together in real, like in real time, everyone in the circle would have a different point of view. What, what Denise? Yes, let's do that. I would love that. Yeah. So if anybody else, if you call in or if on Facebook Live you wanna you wanna express an opinion, um, feel free because there's only so much I can see from my perspective. So speaking of my right. perspective, I'm gonna just cut to it. So to me, the the feeling of this dream, if it were my dream, mm-hmm. I I'm always so whenever there's discord, whenever a friendship has has fallen away, I, I I feel like it's the dream maker's job to bring us back into some kind of place of forgiveness. It doesn't mean we have to bring people back into our lives in the same way that we that they once were, but there but for us to come to some form of of peace and closure and well-being with, with what happened, some kind of acceptance so that when, when, and if, so here's the litmus test. And I always say this, and this is what happened in your dream. It's like, the idea is your work isn't done forgiving that person until you can imagine that you're crossing, that you're, that you're at a party and you run into them. How would you feel? Would you feel that you needed to leave the party? Would you need to duck out? Would you need to hide behind a fern? (laughs) Or if you suddenly saw that person, would it be like, Oh my God, how are you? It's been years. How are you doing? So to me, if it were my dream, this dream would be telling me that I've come a long way, baby, that, that maybe I'm not like all the way at the mountaintop where I'm singing this person's praises and I want to be back together with them. But maybe that's not the point. Maybe the point is to just come to peace with the fact that this human, as are we all, we're all flawed. And this person has made some choices that, that obviously were a little iffy and her not showing up at the funerals of your dad and your sister, although that like that was so hurtful. I can imagine that just hurt. Cause that was such a vulnerable moment. We're seeing in this dream that she's 
I don't know, she's kind of flawed herself and she had her own issues going on. So this dream, the ring feels so sacred. It's like the Lord of the ring, my precious. It feels like it's helping to come full circle with some kind of understanding and forgiveness. I'll say one more thing. Um, My sister, who I talk about quite a bit, she taught Mm -hmm. me a while ago about the rings of Saturn in our heart and how there's room for everybody in our heart. We often, at least I used to think in the past, people are either all the way in, in the core part of my heart, in the center, or they're all the way out. There's no, there's no shades of gray. It's just all the way in or all the way out. But in reality, the heart is more like rings of Saturn, like Saturn with there's, there's multiple rings. So if you could just, Denise, I'm just going to ask you to give me a number off the top of your head. Imagine that there's infinite rings of Saturn. If this friend, like what's the right place, what ring out from the center does she belong in? Like 25, 100, three, what ring of Saturn did she, does she most comfortably fit in? At this point, I would say, if we would go with 100, I would put her at 50. Because if I saw her right now on the street, I think what you said earlier, I wouldn't be like, oh, my God, you missed my father. How you doing? How's the marriage? She had two kids. How's your kids? Even though I know they're doing well. How's your mother? I understand her mother's ill right now. So I think my, my demeanor wouldn't be like, oh, my God, I can't believe you did that. Eight, you know, ten. No, I, I think I'd be happy that she's content now. And so forth. So um, I would say out of 100, I'd put it right in the middle and say 50. I would even maybe even take it to 75, but I'm not going to say 100. Okay. Perfect. No, that's great. Okay. So when you think of her at ring 75, how do you feel in your body? How do do you feel? I feel like I have grown. I have forgiven. It still bothers me. But I like what you said earlier. She was going through some stuff. But when her grandmother and her brother died, I might have been going through some stuff, but I still made that effort. So, yeah, um, I, I feel like I'm growing, and I want to let it go. Maybe that's why, because I've, I've talked to you about this girl before. I do yeah, about this girl quite often. Yeah. I have. I have. And I we know that the goal, the goal is to get to the place where there's, there's as much peace and freedom around it as possible. And I feel like you're moving in that direction. Um, I like yeah. to do this little game and I'll say this and then we're, then we're going to go to a quick break. Oh my God. I can't believe that. Yeah. We're going to go to a break in a second. And on the other half, I'm going to get all of your dreams. I promise. But um, I like to imagine from a dream perspective that I could press the fast forward button all the way to the scene where I'm, where all is resolved and all is like, even if it feels like it's so far away from now, just imagine that because the dream doesn't know time and space, we can even just touch that realm of ultimate forgiveness. Now, whether you want to step into that fully or not, you don't have to, but you can get a preview of coming attractions. So we're going to be right back after this quick break. Don't go anywhere. And if you're on Facebook, I'm going to talk to you about your dreams during the commercial. We'll be right back here on unity online radio. Dr. Dream. We'll be right back. Discover the power within Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Dream interpretation and a lot more. Welcome back to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. 
Welcome back to the Ask Dr. Dream show. So this is the second half where we're uncovering the truth of your dreams and revealing the beauty of who you are. So I'm Kelly Sullivan Walden and um, Dr. Dream, and this is such a fun way to be able to do this show. I'm so excited that we're finally able to do this where I can be kind of seeing the people on Facebook live. And by the way, if you want to find me on Facebook, go to go to facebook.com forward slash Kelly Sullivan Walden dreams. And if you're listening from Facebook and you want to call in so I can actually hear your voice and you can share your dream with me, the number to call is 816-251-3555. I just have one um, quick little announcement. I found out from the publisher of Oh my God, my first dream book. Where is it? I'm looking for it. I don't even have a copy of it. Oh my God. I had the strangest dream is the name of that book. Anyway, the ebook is now available. So for years, people have asked me if I was ever going to come out with a dream interpretation app. And can you believe it? I have other apps. I have the hero's journey meditations. I have um, luminous humanness meditations app, the lumen, the hero's journey um, card deck app, but I don't have a dream interpretation app. However, with the Kindle version of, I had the strangest dream, you can use it like an app. So for example, with Denise's dream, you can open up the book and type in ring and you'll get my interpretation of what that means. You'd get friend, um, even like party or whatever that is. So you put in the keywords to whatever you're dreaming, And you can get a sense of what the dream means. And the disclaimer, of course, for those in the dream world, I always have to give this disclaimer, is nobody knows dreams better than you do. You are the final word on your dreams. So don't let anybody, even me, tell you what your dream means more than your own intuition, your own guidance, your own inner guidance. My job is to just fan the flames of your own wisdom. Okay, so I'm going to take another dreamer. Let's see. And again, the number to call is 816-251-3555. Let's see. We've got Leilani. Hey, honey. All right. Hey. Hey, beautiful. <laughs> what you dreaming about, Leilani? Great to hear your voice. Oh, my goodness. So, you know, I'm still dreaming about that couple that betrayed me, James and Liz, but I don't really want to go there today. Uh, okay. I'm having these magical dreams. I had another magical dream. I'm, I'm getting ready to go get my teeth cleaned in a couple of weeks. And I don't really jump up and down when I go to the dentist. <laughs> and uh, so the Join the club. With, <laughs> the dentist is this whimsical creature of a man. And he's got really big kind of Elton John glasses. So his eyes are exaggerated. And he's wearing a lot of gold. And... Uh, he's the dentist and the dentist doesn't usually clean the teeth. So that's intriguing. And I'm in the chair with my mouth wide open, kind of laughing internally. And he starts pulling out these big, vibrant flowers. (laughs) What? He is over the moon, ecstatic. And he's like humming and singing and you know, like that energy, and he keeps pulling them out one after one, and I'm laughing hysterically, and he starts to put them on the wall in this gold frame, and he's making art out of these flowers that are coming out of my mouth, and I wake up. Oh, my Lord. 
Okay. Let me, this, I mean, I could spend 500 years inside this dream, but I want to just for the sake of time, let's just, let's just consolidate this, but let me, let me hear from you, your impression. And what do you think this dream is trying to tell you? And then I'll, I'll add to that and we'll see what everybody else wants to weigh in on. If you have an uh, opinion about Leilani's dream, please post it in, in Facebook, Facebook live. Okay. Go for it, Leilani. Well, one thing that really lights me up in this realm are flowers and nature. I saw an all-jet black grasshopper the other day. Wow. Uh, just see that world. And I'm very yeah. attuned to it. Like, I, I was pulling out the other day, and lo and behold, a praying mantis was walking slowly in front of my car. How do I see these things? So I get out. I help the praying mantis. So that <laughs> world is mm. my home. More than the 3D rushing bills, rent, traffic, cars. And I want to make this next dentist visit really magical. Like sometimes when I have to do things that don't really resonate, I shift the energy beforehand and I say, wow, there could be a miracle in this dentist visit, you know? So other than okay. that, oh, and I, I just have a deep love for flowers. They take my breath away. Sometimes I see flowers and I almost faint. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're so beautiful. They're so beautiful to me. Like they, they go inside my core and they, they like sparkle out this energy. And I sometimes don't have words. They just, they light oh. me up. Like, like Dr. Carver, Dr. Washington. What's his name? That guy? He speaks yes. to flowers. I speak to flowers. Oh, wow. Okay. So here's here's my thoughts. And I want to invite everybody to weigh in on this because I'm sure everyone's percolating and having lots of lots of thoughts about this. But this dream, if it were mine, it's kind of like Mahatma Jeeves. Like it kind of doesn't even require any interpretation because it's kind of mm. obvious, at least from my point of view, that the dream <laughs> is, if it's my dream, it's helping me to, to do what dreams do. They help us move through difficult things in life. They help us to find mm. solutions that our logical mind would never in a million years come up with that take us out of our mind and out of our ordinary loop or our ordinary fears. And they, they point us toward a whole different orientation around it that is truly like, I think what we would consider magical, even though from a higher plane, like from a fifth or sixth or seventh dimensional plane, it it's not even magic. It's just, it's just special. So here's an interesting little coinkadink. So we just got through the last day of Dia de los Muertos. And I, I wrote the Dia de los Muertos Oracle deck. It'll be out next year, but I got to spend a lot of time learning about Nahuatl, the, the ancient language of Mexico. And, and it's a, they call it, it's a flower language. It's, um, it's like poetry. It's where you bring, Ooh, every, I just got the chills. It's like bringing in things that don't normally go together in one word. Like I, I can't even, I don't even know enough to speak this, but it's like bringing in two different opposing thoughts, creating cognitive dissonance with the words themselves so that you are catapulted out of your mind and into a higher place of communion with the divine. So just in the language that they speak on a regular basis are those words that evoke that. And I feel like, and it's, and it's called the flower language. So it just makes me think that, mm. 
the mouth, anything having to do with the mouth and dental work certainly is about the mouth is, is about, I believe about what we say and about our self-expression and the fact that flowers are coming out. It feels like it's about making sure that there's like that you, your words create worlds. So create the best Mm. ones possible and, and even, Mm. and whatever goes out will come back to you. So the fact that it's coming out, I have a feeling that just like with Mahatma Jeeves, he planted one crop and then they double and they triple. And then there's this whole, there's this entire reality after, after what he, what he created. So it just feels like a way to be able to walk into a very ordinary circumstance that is very man-made a dentist office with all these, 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 I want to say torture implements of torture, but not necessarily, but being able to walk in and say, no, I'm going to bring this scenario with me. So no matter who the dentist actually is or who the people are that help you with this cleaning, you're going to bring this, or if it were my dream, I would be bringing this with me to co-create magic and, and leave maybe some flowers behind in the wake at the very, at the very least. So those are my thoughts. How is that landing on you? And let me see what people are saying on Facebook. That is beautiful. I'm curious about the gold glasses and that are sparkly and the gold frame. Oh my God. Totally. Okay. So how could I miss that? To me, anything that is gold in a dream is the subconscious dreaming mind saying, this is an enlightened, this is enlightened somehow. Anything that's gold has gone through the alchemy process, has gone from pain to gain. It's gone from from the tragic to the magic. And so it's, to me, it's a reward symbol. It means you've, you've come a long way. And here's your, like, this is a symbol that you've achieved a certain level of consciousness. Um, and so what was in the frame was, were these flowers. Yes. So it's like these words that you're creating. I mean, it was interesting that you brought up right at the beginning, something that was sort of unpleasant, the, a dream that you didn't want to talk about, but then you mm-hmm. talked about this. So if it were mine, whenever I have like an, an enlightened kind of dream and ex, an exalted dream, I always want to take that medicine and apply it to the place where I need it the most. So it feels like our words create worlds. So perhaps create some new words to create new worlds in this with regards to that relationship from the past. And it's, and it ties in so much with even Denise's dream about a former friend. And there was an Mm -hmm. imprint of, of well-being and connection and, and then when that stopped, it's this deep pain that, that mm-hmm. happens. And it's, it's almost like you would have, the ego would say, I, I would be better off if I hadn't even had such a wonderful connection at the beginning, then I wouldn't know this loss. And yet I think from the most enlightened place, we would focus in on how lucky we were to have had those flowery moments when we had them, because mm-hmm. even if you only have five minutes of those precious moments of connection, those could last a lifetime. And what if that's, what if that's the gift in and of itself? So I don't know, something like that. That's what comes to my brain. How is that landing? It lands so beautifully on my heart. Thank you so much for your time today. Oh my God. You're so welcome. Okay. (laughs) I am, let's see. Blessings. Blessings to you, Leilani. I always love hearing your dreams, honey. Keep me posted. 
Okay, so let's go to Chelsea. Chelsea in Minnesota. Um, here you go. Chelsea, Hi. are you there? Hi. Can you hear me? Time caller? Yes, I am. I'm new to your work, Kelly. Oh, welcome. Welcome to the Ask Dr. Dream Show. It's a pleasure to meet you, Chelsea. And I love your name. Thank so you. tell me what you're dreaming about. What's on your heart? Um, so lately I've been going through kind of a dream drought. Um, but mm-hmm. recently I had this longer dream that has kind of stuck with me. So I decided to share that one. Great. Um, in this dream, um, it kind of had like three different parts. It's a really long okay. dream. Um, the first part of it was the girl that I work with, um, invited me over to her house. And, uh, when I entered the house, um, it seemed more like uh, a haunted house where everything was dark and you're kind of just walking through it and things pop up at you. Oh, okay. So, um, let me back up just a little bit. We were walking together before I entered the house and we were talking and, um, her house was on this big hill, and we had to walk up these uh, big stones that were stacked um, mm. to her house. And like I said, when I entered her house, all of a sudden she disappeared, and it was kind of like walking through this dark um, house. And um, all of these roommates she seemed to have, I realized she wasn't living there alone. They were all kind of popping up to me and kind of questioning me or um, mm. testing me in a way. Um, about her or our connection or uh, maybe their connection. Um, so what do you mean by that? Exactly. Testing you about your connection with her? Like, how do you know her? Um, What's your affiliation? Yeah. Like, how do you guys know each other? Um, like, um, kind of like with current events, okay. like, where do you sit? Like, kind of things like that. Like, kind like, of interrogating where, you? Where do you stand? Yeah, kind of. Like, what are your intentions? Or we're... Yeah, yeah, pretty oh. much. Okay. So um, I kind of went through the roommates, and I think one of them was her mom. And then finally, um, I met back up with her in a different room, and she was like, oh, hey, it's getting late. You know, maybe you'd better take off. So we just kind of had a quick goodbye, and I, I left. And when I get outside uh, to the step, to the, the hill and the stones, I'm making my way down in the dark, trying to be careful. And all of a sudden I realized it looks like the landscape changed. And instead of me climbing back down the stones to my car, um, I'm climbing down the stones and it's a river instead of a road. Whoa. I was like, okay, okay, I'm lost. (laughs) So I climbed back up and the the landscape has totally changed. Um, So... uh, what I did in the dream is, which is not typical for my dreams at all, is I pulled out my cell phone and I tried to call my boyfriend and be like, hey, I'm lost. Can you come find me? Which even in the dream, I kind of acknowledged that. I was like, well, this is weird. <laughs> but I mean, for whatever reason, get a, I kept calling you, my boyfriend. Sorry, sorry. Were you able to get a hold of him? No, I wasn't. I could not get a hold of him, which in real life is pretty typical. <laughs> So um, I tried to call his his dad and be like, hey, can you get a hold of him for me? Because I'm lost and I need him to come find me. Um, so I don't think any of them ever responded. I must have left a message or something like that. 
Okay. So I tried to kind of hunker down for the night. Uh, I came upon this like treehouse kind of playground thing, and um, I just kind of claimed it as my own for the night and spent the night there. And then Whoa. the next part of the dream um, is my boyfriend came and found me. And um, I kind of showed him uh, where I stayed and what it was like in there. So he climbed up there and I was, I climbed down and he, cause it was small. So he's up there looking around and I'm down there uh, at the ground. And I showed him the really weird part of the dream is, so it was like a treehouse playground. And I showed him like, Hey, I found this running water. I was like, so proud of myself. And it was kind of like, the slide had running water like a waterfall. Whoa. Really strange. Um, so he was still up in the treehouse, and all of a sudden, this little dog jumped right up there with, like, this little paper bag of something. And when the dog was up there with my boyfriend, the dog ripped it open and then just jumped down and left. And my boyfriend uh, took the bag to examine it, and there was, like, something rotten um like moldy inside and for whatever reason my boyfriend went to smell it and when once he smelled it it was like uh mold spores and as soon as he smelled it it was like he started to choke oh my god so i'm on the ground and i'm trying to get up there to like give him water because i in my dream i was thinking if i give him water um you know it'll help (sighs) and he won't be choking so I'm kind of left helpless down on the ground, uh, just trying to hand him up uh, water. And the end of the dream is me sadly, like, fading out of the dream while he's choking and turning blue. <gasps> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh, my Lord. Chelsea. Okay. This is quite an epic dream. This is not yeah, one to, like, long, be long super dream. quick with. So I want to do, but I want to get something. So so if you could, let's do, let's do a quick jet set. Um, what's the basic emotion in this dream? Um, so waking up right after the dream, um, yeah. I felt, it felt real and I felt scared and I wanted to go back into the dream to, you know, see yeah. what, what happened. Right. Oh my God. Okay. Kind of like a panic, you know? And is the, like, if you were going to zero in on the most significant symbols of, or aspects of this dream, I think I have a hunch, but what would you, what would you say? Like the choking spores. The choking spores. Ooh, that's, so if I was an alien and I didn't know what choking spores are, how would you describe that? What, like, what's the nature of that? Um, like the, I would assume that they're like from the mold, um, just something like decaying and um, something mm. foreign from you, um, something maybe toxic. So, so in an so let me just for the sake of time, I'm gonna just kind of dive in for a moment. Um, sure. And, and believe me, there's way more to this dream than that, but I'm so glad that you remembered all this. I'm impressed at the detail that you got. So it feels like even from the beginning of this dream, there was something like foreboding. There's this like haunted house and it's this girl from work. And let me just ask you really quick. Is this girl from work? Is this, this is a real person that you work with. Yeah. Um, yeah. And is, is she a friend? Is she somebody you want to be friends with or 
What's the nature of your um, connection? We get along pretty well together. It's more like an acquaintance, acquaintance uh, but we get along pretty well. So if this were my dream, and I don't want to take this too literally, but I think sometimes our dreams show us where we might like a path that might not be best for us. Like it's almost like all these, these, these challenging things happen. And I think there's no mistakes in life. If we're, if we're really drawn to go somewhere and be somewhere and hang out with somebody, um, then we're, then we've got to do it. But there's, there's a native American belief that everything happens first in a dream. So there's, there's sometimes we get warnings and um, it might be, maybe when in doubt, don't go there. <laughs> maybe don't go to her house. There's so many different, like maybe, maybe, maybe not, maybe put her further out on this, on the rings of Saturn. It doesn't mean demonize her. And it may not even be about her. It may be about what she symbolizes as an aspect of you. But um, if you could just describe her in three words really quickly, what would you, how would you describe her? Um, uh, she likes to plan things out, um, like routine, um, and kind of lives by the rules, if that makes Ooh. sense. Okay. So I think people in our dreams represent aspects of ourselves. So this might be this, this planner rule kind of stickler part of self that the dream might be saying it's, it's a, it's a little treacherous over there. That's it's, it's an uphill climb and, and things like it just, there's all kinds of reasons to kind of stay away. And you kept saying the word popping, popping up, popping. It made me think there's these surprises that, that come out of the blue when, when there's a tangling with this aspect of self. So what I would do with this, if it were my dream, because of how you just described her, it would make me think I need, there's a little healing I need to do with that part of myself that is the stickler rule maker um, that's that so wants to wants to do everything just right and think everything out. Maybe, maybe I need to loosen up on that a little bit. And it's like that there's that poem that says it's like, I think it's transformation in, in five acts or something. You walk down the street, you fall in and you're like, ah, what they fall in a hole. And you're like, what happened? And then you, the second act is you walk in, you fall in that hole again. And you're like, wait, why'd this happen to me? The third act is you kind of walk around the hole and you're like, ah, okay. And you're, you still fall in the fourth act. You walk around it. You don't fall in. And the fifth act is where you just walk down a different street. So this dream makes me think of this because it's such a wandering walking path dream. It make, makes me think of maybe walking down a different street, like maybe trying a different road to get to where I want to go. Um, the spores that's this, this comes back. Leilani's dream had something to do with the mouth. And this dream is also about the mouth. He kind of ingests or smells and breathes in these spores that are unhealthy, like to his communication mm-hmm. and to his, his well being. And you're trying to help water that natural So water is kind of amazing here. So let me just say this as we're getting close to the wrapping up. It seems like every time you mention water in this dream, it's this yay. It's this good thing. It's like, I want to give him the water that'll help him. There's this, this, I found this water. This is amazing. Water is exactly the opposite of, of being, I mean, water flows, water moves around things. Water isn't strict or stringent or tight, like kind of the way that you described her. So 
bottom mm-hmm. line, if it were mine, I would say, wow, maybe I need to be more watery in my life and see where the water <laughs> leads me and not necessarily maybe save myself a lot of heartache. Okay. How's that landing on you, Chelsea? Um, very good. After uh, talking about it with you, um, since it was about a week or so ago, actually yeah. this weekend we did like a work retreat and I was kind of hesitant to go because I didn't want to give up my whole weekend and not spend time with my boyfriend. Um, at the same time, I was a little afraid of because they all have a different opinion on current events than I do. So I thought it might be, you know, a little rigid. So I decided, you know, it doesn't have to be uh, the whole weekend or none. And I went for one night and it was fine. And, you know, I got to do both things. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So okay, that, so you kind of float. totally like rang a bell in my head like, oh, hey, I think that might have been what that's about. Oh my! I didn't add that up together until I talked to you, Kelly. So thank you. Wow, wonderful! Well, I am so. Um, I'm looking at Gregory Billy Kaim on, um, on Facebook Live. He said she's very empath- empathetic. Oh my God! And Billy says he loves my shows. Thank you so much. Go record some music, Billy Kaim. Billy Kaim, and I'm just thank you so much, Chelsea, for sharing this amazing dream. So I hope you'll go and flow in your life. Oh my God. This was such a fun show. Thank you for joining. Oh, we're actually, we're out of time, but you can email me at, um, at dot So, so if anybody has a question or if you want to weigh in on any more of these dreams, you can also find me at Facebook, um, Kelly Sullivan Walden dreams and send those to me. And thank you so much for, for calling in. Thank you, Leilani. Thank you, Denise. Thank you. Jeeves and Jeeves, I'd love to hear the other dream, the nightmare that you've had since you were a kid. So don't take that lying down. I'll see you next week. We'll do this again. Let's keep doing this. This is fun. Thank you so much. Dreams. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Since 1977, Omega Institute in New York's beautiful Hudson Valley has hosted some of the best spiritual teachers and social visionaries, sharing their messages of hope, healing, and transformation. On the Dropping In podcast, hosted by Emmy Award-winning producer Callie Alpert, you will enjoy in-depth interviews and conversations with people like Pema Chodron, Jack Kornfield, John Kabat-Zinn, and many others on the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Also, check out the video series on Spotify.